Lauren, do you fancy some chocolate? Yes, definitely. A biscuit boost for you and a mint arrow for me. Lovely. But not today. Sorry, it's not that kind of chocolate. We are going to embark on a cacao ceremony. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to talk to you about our ever-growing Facebook group that's on, funnily enough, Facebook. It's called Self-Care Clubbers. So if you are not a member, jump to Facebook, search for us and come and join the community. It's a lovely group. There's lots of chat. There's lots of talk about self-care. There's lots of people giving advice. There's lots of people taking the mickey out of us and talking about bits that they liked on the show. It's honestly, there's posts every day. It's really fun and we would really love you to be a part of it. You can just search on Facebook for self-care clubbers or you can scroll down to our show notes and you'll see the link there. So, what is cacao? Known as the medicine of the gods by Mesoamericans, ceremonial grade cacao is not the same as commercial chocolate. It's made of 100% cacao bean paste with no additives. Because it's had little to no processing, all the original minerals, compounds, nutritional elements and fats are retained. Cacao is packed full of beneficial minerals and mood enhancing properties. It can help reduce stress and anxiety, promote a healthy mental state and create a general sense of well-being in your life. Cacao is naturally free from sugar so when consumed it generates a potent heartwarming and heart-opening sensation around the body without experiencing the peaks and dips with sugar. Cacao contains a molecule called theobromine which is like a sister molecule to caffeine. Unlike caffeine however its stimulating effects focus more on blood flow and the heart than on the nervous system so people often experience it as a more grounded energy source than caffeine. Cacao is not psychoactive or mind-altering but instead is a safe conscious lifting plant medicine a safe consciousness lifting plant medicine Mm -hmm. lovely i'd love Mm -hmm. to have that as a title Mm. and it can be enjoyed as a daily drink and is better experienced when prepared with intention cacao is a thousands years old central american rite that olmec aztec and mayan elites leaned on to connect with the gods and promote good health it can be used in ceremony which is what we're doing today A cacao ceremony is any sort of ceremony in which a cacao beverage is consumed to elevate the spiritual ritual being practised, and today more and more people are exploring its benefits. It's an opportunity to carve out time to tend to our emotional and spiritual needs, and when it's done with intention, it can be possible to gain an expansive and elevated state. It's commonly done alongside meditation and other practices like yoga, music, movement, sound vibrations and mindfulness. The aim is to stimulate creativity and support us to set new goals and intentions and to let go of what no longer serves us. Should we look at some benefits? Yes, please. Right, it's heart opening. Yeah. Because of the way the theobromine significantly increases blood flow, people often experience a heart opening sensation after drinking cacao. You may feel feel filled up with love or open and connected to other people. I mean, it's so up your street. 
totally up my strata. Yeah. It's mood boosting. You might have an overall feeling of happiness and contentment with each sip. It can help you focus. The stimulating effects of cacao can help people focus longer and deeper on the spiritual practice of the ceremony. It's like an extended meditation. Uh, it can be very sensual. There is an association between love, sensuality and chocolate. And with more blood flowing, there's more oxygenation happening in the body. And we're more sensitive to touch. Oh my God, it sounds like there could be cuddling. Oh, it sounds lovely. Drink it before, you know. Drink a huge cup of milky cacao before sex. Is that what you're is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. You'd have like a big milky belly. It'd be awful. You don't have to have a massive cup. You don't have to have like a <laughs> massive cup. You could have half a cup so you're not totally full you know, yeah. like blobbing around. <laughs> that is not that's not a it good thing. It says it makes you more sensitive to touch. Sounds lovely. Okay. Maybe we should test that shit out. Not with each other. Just set <laughs> just it out. We should, but we don't have any cacao. We can get some. I've got some cacao nibs coming in my cardo shop later today. Great! But they have to be ground cacao, doesn't it? Melt it. Test it out. Let me know. It's also really good for your health. It's high in antioxidants, iron, magnesium, calcium, and there's research showing that a small consumption of cacao can also improve your heart health. Whilst ceremonial cacao is suitable for most people, there are always exceptions, as we always like to bring here on the show. Scientific studies have shown cacao, when treated with respect, is perfectly safe and healthy and can naturally help with many symptoms. But there are a few precautions regarding compatibility and existing health disorders or medications. It should not be taken by anyone on MRAIO antidepressants. And if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, if you have a heart condition, low or high blood pressure, a blood disorder, or if you take any other medication, then it's always best to check with your doctor before consuming cacao and to take a lower serving size of 15 to 20 grams. Yeah, so I'm we laughing. took 40 grams. We took 40 yeah. grams because that's the ceremonial dose. Yes. I'm laughing because... You can never get a doctor's appointment. So can you imagine booking a doctor's appointment? You have to wait like three weeks for the doctor's appointment. You <laughs> go in you and they're like, the what can I help you with today? It's like, am I allowed to drink cacao? Yeah. I mean, that would be a little bit of a waste of NHS time. But I feel like in the UK, we don't have like this sort of instant access to our GPs. Whereas in America, I, don't, I, and I obviously only know this from watching far too much television, but I feel like they've always got access to a physician and they can just call up at any time and they're always on the phone to their physician all the time. They're not like always even on, on a Saturday phone. afternoon. On what show are they always on the just phone to the physician? Just all the shows that are like, call your physician. Okay, I'm going to give them a call. Give me one show. Hey, Dr. Turner, is it okay if I take cacao? Yeah, sure, no problem. You know, like I don't feel we have this sort of rapport this this intimate connection you with do with physicians. your dentist <laughs> you've, Maybe. Actually, you've kind of made that up because i only see david the dentist once a year david but you've dentist. decided that we have this whole like thing i do actually that's a lie i do see him walking the dog most days and i wave but I, we don't i don't like call him up you the, you did call him up well, i only called him up for the teeth whining but it was that was a specific tooth-based issue <laughs> i needed his advice <laughs> wasn't actually advice. an issue wasn't actually an issue i needed his professional opinion and permission to permission. do it permission because he looks after my teeth okay maybe i do have a bit of a special <laughs> relationship with david the dentist <laughs> i'm very fond of him i trust him <laughs> oh she's blushing no is my this, god is he, he's like in his 60s is he hot he can still be in no. his hot in his 60s no, it's not like that. I just really trust him with my teeth. Are you now going to tell him that this show goes out to how many thousands the, of people? I tell him about the podcast all the time. 
Does, does he know he's mentioned on it? He's like, oh, it's so great. Is it still going so well for you? Yes, thanks, David. It's thanks, great. David. You give us lots of content. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I mean, I'm now not going to see him for another year because I've just seen him. So I'll I'll let him know. Well, you'll see him every day. You see him every day on the dog walk. You <laughs> I just don't said. chat to him. I, I'm normally like he's walking and I'm driving past and I just give him a cheery wave. We're not like walking together. Send him sexual energy. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I can't even tell you how not sexual the energy is. It's just dentist patient energy. That's the energy. But why do we talk about it so much? Though? Because <laughs> you've you got a thing that I've got a thing. <laughs> you don't know my dentist's name. Do you know my dentist's name? I also have a dentist. His name is Mark. And he's very, <laughs> and he's very nice. <laughs> he's very nice, actually. Okay. Very, very, very nice man. But I don't have a thing for him. Do you, so have, we a were... do you have a sexual energy with him? <laughs> No one's ever asked me that question before ever. Do you have a sexual energy with your dentist? No, he's checking my teeth. I mean, that is odd. I don't think I That's asked. Like I think that. it was more of a statement, wasn't it? I don't. Well, the answer's no. Anyway, my God. I'm just saying I know a lot yeah. more about your dentist than you know about mine, which You're would... Really lucky. Which would... Which might point towards the fact that you might have a bit of a thing do, for your dentist. Do you have anything to tell me about Mark? <laughs> I don't have anything to tell you. He checks anything my teeth. you want to share? He checks my teeth. Yeah. That's pretty much the extent of our relationship. Okay. I don't see him every day walking the dog. Okay. I do see him sometimes. Ah, here we go. <laughs> I do see him sometimes in Waitrose. I no. do see him sometimes in Waitrose. Oh my God. <laughs> I do. Or okay. like walking down my high street, our local high street. Okay. Yeah. There you go. He's a very nice dentist. Well, that's been a lovely interlude. Anyway, back to the actual show. <laughs> To help us with our week and facilitate the ceremony, we enlisted the help of Helen Driver, who is a trained cacao practitioner, meditation teacher and transformational space holder. She's the founder of The Rising Space, which was originally born from her own transformational relationship with grief after losing her mother. It took Helen years to positively connect with her memory instead of being engulfed by her absence. Helen found healing tools that deeply transformed her life and she found purpose in sharing them and empowering others through The Rising Space, which encourages slow living in a fast-paced world. Helen is trained as a space holder and a certified cacao practitioner to hold safe, supportive and empowering space for others. We had a chat with Helen before we did the cacao ceremony and this is what she had to say. Helen, welcome to Self Care Club. Thank you for having me. I want to kick off with the question of why would you use cacao? Why wouldn't you use tea or coffee or Lemonade. What's so lemonade. special about cacao? You're pushing the question there with lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really beautiful, uh, heart-opening drink that's been celebrated for many years, especially in Mesoamerican cultures and South America too. So it's an ancient plant medicine. And I think what you're saying about all different drinks, you can have any drink and ritual because it's about pouring an intention into it. Um, so tea ceremonies obviously exist. Um, drinking lemonade, if you want to pour an intention into a lemonade, that's <laughs> that can work. But the properties of cacao are really special. And they're not only good for you, but it's also a heart opener. And what I mean by that is there's a scientific thing that happens when you drink cacao. Uh, the theobromine, it basically opens up that space, increases blood flow. So that's why it's likened to coffee. 
but it's not like that massive rush or mm -hmm. crash that you get from coffee. Um, so it's very different and it's a really beautiful way to activate that center so you can like connect and meditate and uh, build practices in to really take yourself on a journey. Okay, lovely. Mm. How do you consume it? You eat it, drink it? Is it mixed, anyth mixed with anything? You can eat it because it comes as a uh, solid uh, bar and then it can be ground down or like I do, I chop mine down. Um, and then you can eat it as a bar of chocolate or you can consume it as a drink, which is what I've prepared for you today. Okay. Is there any difference in how you consume it in the experience? That's a really good question. Um, it's normally consumed liquid because it uh, enters your bloodstream quicker. Okay. So that's why it's, it's usually consumed as a drink. Plus, when you're um, drinking it slowly, drinking it with sips, uh, there's a way of really like activating that um, intention, that brew, and it's just something that's been done for a very long time in ceremony. So that's how it's enjoyed, really, rather than the normal bar of chocolate that we see on the shelves, which we is... We just mm. scoff. Yeah. Well, I scoff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mix with it? Do you mix anything in with it, or is it just the pure chocolate? Oh, you have to have uh, water. Yep. Um, and then uh, you can use plant milk. So whatever plant milk you prefer. So I do half and half. Okay. I do cashew milk and then I do uh, water, filtered water. So it, what, what's the taste like? Is it bitter? Yeah. So what we're accustomed to is the sweet taste of chocolate that's on the shelf. Yeah. So that's highly processed. It's got lots of sugar yeah. in it. And um, this is the raw, uh, unprocessed version of that. So you'll identify it as chocolate because it looks like liquid chocolate, uh, like a hot chocolate, um, but it's not got the really sweet aftertaste. It's, it is a bit bitter, like you said, um, and it gets a little bit of getting used to, but it's really beautiful when you do. It's, it's creamy, it can be uh, mixed with other things like turmeric, ginger, spices. So um, once you get over that initial sort of uh, taste of it being slightly more on the bitter uh, spectrum it's really beautiful okay and is there a specific dose I mean can you like take too much or take too little like with everything yeah is if you uh, consume anything too much then it's not really good for you so um, the thing that can happen is if you have too much like over 40 grams of it per person you may get heart palpitations, okay. you may feel, uh, you know what I said about the increased blood flow, that's what gives you that kind of palpitation. Um, so any everything in moderation and treated with respect is really important, especially in ceremony. So what is the recommended dose? Is it 40 grams, as you said? 40 is like a really, it's a ceremonial dose Okay. Um, for an everyday kind of meditation between 20 and 25. Um, someone who uses it quite consistently could be 30. For people who are pregnant or who are on medication, usually between 10, 12 grams. Oh, my, quite a bit lower. Yeah. And why is it, uh, why is the dose bigger when you're doing it in a ceremony rather than when you meditate all daily? It's all to do with... Um, the deepening of the experience okay yeah nice. so the kind of more that you have um the more it activates uh and that's simply um 
you know, because you're ingesting more of the properties, the compounds, okay. the activation of all of those minerals and the things I've told you about, which are just really good for you. They get everything kind of moving, changing, not just only like on a physical level, but energy flow too. So um, if you consume more, then it's more, uh, you know, a ceremonial dose. And that's what's been enjoyed um, for centuries, if not okay. thousands of years. Wow. What? Should we expect going into this ceremony? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just know, either. stay open. That's all I know. But what, what what's going to happen? Yeah. I honestly... Is Laura going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> she loves it when I cry. It's only happened once on the show. Well, let's see what happens twice, today. Twice, twice. <laughs> happened twice. Anything can happen. And I don't mean that in a kind of uh, scary way, but I think when you come into ceremony with a like I, I told you guys before which is just come in open yeah um it's about leaving expectations at the door actually I think that's the most important thing and just leaving yourself open to the experience when we come in with uh, an expectation or uh, an intention that you're firmly rooting into the experience you you are almost narrowing your vision narrowing the experience because you've come in um wanting something out of it and the point of this plant medicine and the practices that I use is it's meant to just gently soften and uh, melt away all of those sort of things because in society and life we always have these expectations on ourselves, uh, intentions we want for our future, for our loved ones and they, they can make us quite rigid because there's no room to then grow and see what happens with just leaning in yeah. and staying aware and open and I think this is the thing I always say to people when they come into space is you know have an idea of of something you'd like to bring to space but but also allow yourself to be open to the unfolding journey and I think that's like with life as well mm. you have an idea totally. but then you don't firmly root into it um, because it doesn't help you to grow I always think of that like a tree. You know, you have the solid roots, but then the branches are things that flow in the in the breeze and they move. So it's about staying rooted in in yourself, but then being open to the ebbs and flows of life. Nice. So there's nothing that we need to particularly prepare or do. Just go in trusting you to lead us through it. Yeah, and um, I would say. Yeah, I think the most important thing is whenever you're coming into a space, I think when you tell yourself, I'm going to be like this um, or I'm not going to do that, you're you're setting yourself a boundary already, um, which means that the experience is, is somewhat limited. Um, if you've experienced anything like meditation or even yoga practices, you know, a good yoga teacher will tell you, don't push your body into these shapes, just flow with what you can do, but stay open and mindful of your practice. And I think that's the same thing with how I like to um, hold space for people um, on a just a purely practical point of view, not having a very uh, heavy meal before uh, a cacao ceremony is really important. Oh. That was good. Lucky. That was lucky because we were going to have lunch before we came, but we postponed. <laughs> we did postpone. I was very stressed about it. <laughs> well, it will fill you up a little bit. It's nice in that oh, sense. Okay. Yeah. So. And so what happens? So we'll drink the cacao and then you take us through a meditation. Is that what happens? Do we talk in the ceremony? 
You're invited to share your experiences at certain points um, and also share what might come up for you when I ask a question. Um, I will lead us in a short opening ceremony to pay tribute to cacao and the people who have harvested cacao and, you know, because it's not our particular cultural um, practice. Um, And then I will lead you into a meditation visualization we'll have an opportunity to journal um and also share and it's not a thing of share your experiences just open-ended we'll have a conversation about certain things that may have come up visually for you or I will my I will intuitively guide you guide you on a journey based on what you share with me so the thing I think about ceremony is that people think that when they come into a space that there's this person in a guru-like state to guiding you and you're just sitting there as a passive person. The way I feel ceremony is, works best is when it's reciprocal. So I feed off what you are sharing with me or your energy or what you might want from the space. And then I will guide you on that journey to better and enrich your experience. Love, love it. I love it. Okay, I'm how quite long, excited. How long does it take, roughly? Usually an hour and a half. Okay. But okay. depending on the amount of people, if it's a bigger group of people, I sometimes do two, two and a half. Um, but if it's an intimate space like ours today, it will be just over an hour. Amazing. Great. Okay. But if I do one-to-one space when I'm working with clients, I usually do an hour and a half because of the kind of experiences that people want to bring to space. Okay. And... How can people get in touch with you? How can they find out more about their work? Before we go into this ceremony, mm-hmm. tell them how, how to reach you. Um, through my website, yep. which is uh, therisingspace.co.uk and also my Instagram handle, which is at therisingspace. Very easy. That's how I found you, isn't it? I googled cacao yeah. and you came up. Nicole's oh, Google. Yeah. yeah. Nicole's oh, wanted to do this for Since so we long. began. So, so long. It's been like one of her dream practices to try. Oh, brilliant. It Ages. really has. Yeah. So what here you, you are. What you um, wanting to try it? What did you know about cacao? Um, <laughs> truthfully, I'd seen it on The Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Look, I, I felt shame when I said <laughs> which, it, but that is the truth. Which franchise, if I may ask? I think it was It's Salt one Lake, I haven't seen. But I'd wanted to do it before that. I've just always been really curious and intrigued by it to see just how it works. Mm. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. 
Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios, let's go further. So before we get onto it, yeah, should we talk about um, how, you know, what were you feeling before you went into this? Well, you'd, you'd seen this on The Real Housewives of which one, don't know which franchise, I want to say Salt Lake City. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but I'd wanted to do it way before I'd ages. seen that. Like yeah. you've and and we'd been wondering where can we do it and is it a very rare thing? And we'd been diving around looking for someone to do it with, and then you found Helen. <laughs> we had not been diving we around. Had, oh, when were we diving we'd around? We've been doing some internet research about where to do it and who would do it, and then you found Went Helen. For a swim in the Thames, we dived God, I around. Would never looking, swim in the Thames. Looking for people. <laughs> Has anyone got any gag out? Hey, you <laughs> You're not interested in my metaphor. I thought it was quite nice. I was just going to say that you found Helen and you did a great job in Went finding to our her. local leisure centre, dived in the pool. I'm not going to the got, local leisure centre either. Got any gag out? <laughs> okay. You did a shit job in finding Helen. No, you did a great job in finding I, Helen. I thought you found her. You found her. I believe. I did find her. Yes. I, I did find her. You did. Go me. Go you. Yes, she was lovely, wasn't she? She's brilliant. How and you... she wasn't... <laughs> this is a complete generalisation, what I'm about to say. She wasn't shaman-like. I actually think she was quite shaman-like. Even though she was a shaman. Is a shaman. Is she a shaman? Well, of sorts. I don't know if she would describe herself as a shaman, I would say. But I think only a shaman can do the ceremony. I'd say she would describe herself as a space holder and a cacao practitioner. But when you think of a shaman, <clears throat> yeah. you think of like like someone with long hair, who's she very hippified, sort of, I'm thinking like a beard. You're thinking of a man. I'm thinking of a man. Right. Yeah. Who shaman like can be women. Walks then. around topless. I you think know. you're thinking of like Ra Reverse. Yeah. <laughs> a little your, bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To me, she was quite shaman-like. I didn't think so. She she fitted the brief. She me. totally fitted the brief. And yes. So how, how were you nervous about it? No, not at all. I was really interested in it. And I was really interested to see what was going to happen, how it would feel, what it would taste like. Um I was I felt very open and comfortable in in doing it but I, I it wasn't that dissimilar from, from some semi weird doula shit I've done in the last 16 years it didn't feel like totally out of the box and especially considering what you and I do I was like yeah this this is okay I can do this yeah it's very safe yeah did you feel you I was excited. I was really, really excited. I yeah. woke up that morning I'm like I'm going to do a cacao ceremony so this is fantastic I did tell everyone doing a cacao ceremony did anyone care no one gave a shit. Not a shit. No. I've stopped telling people. Zero shits. I've stopped telling people. When we started the podcast, every week, at least four times a week, someone would say, oh, what are you doing this week? What are you doing this week? Oh my God, what are you trying this week? No one cares now. I could tell them that we were trying uh, anything. Anything. No one would bat an eyelid. The period pant facial. Period f period blood face mask. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like I could tell anyone that and they wouldn't, they wouldn't say anything. They'd be like, oh, great. Knock yourself out. I know. What's that about? 
I think we've we've kind of done the shock factor. And then okay. those same people, mm. all they do is harp on back to Fabbing. And perineal sunning. Yeah. That's all they they're like, oh yeah, she yeah, she's got a self care podcast. She, she sunned her bum hole. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I don't actually sun my bum hole bum hole. And that's like was one practice and we don't really do that. I'm like feeling hyper aware that James has this very young intern in the studio today and the things he's had to hear this morning I feel like his ears are going to bleed by the time he leaves oh, I'm sorry sorry Jesse sorry <laughs> but you know what's interesting what <clears throat> we must not and cannot edit ourselves for other people we can't it's true which is going to be much more how my week went but so that's quite interesting in itself I mean my sons are so used to the horror of having me as a mother but other teenage boys aren't he might be <laughs> you don't know right i want I, this thing i want to ask you first did you like the taste of it and also can you describe it the actual cacao itself before we go there yeah i, I want to say like can we just talk through what happened so we had okay. the interview which yeah. you've just heard yes and then we james very much very kindly re-jigged the whole studio around for us to sit in the middle yeah and then we all sat down on a blanket um, with a couple of candles. And with cushions. And crystals. And it was gorgeous. Yeah. And she put the three beautiful cups in the middle. Yeah. Um, and she had a big flask of cacao that she'd already made. Um, and she started to set the space, mm -hmm. didn't she? Yes. And she basically kind of facilitated it so that it was an open space. It was a safe space. And that we could say ever came up or not say anything she was just brilliant yeah and it was only the three of us and I really sat there and thought and I feel very grateful for this mm. I really thought I really don't know what's going to come up because it's not like I was coming to the space with a struggle or needing an answer on something Same. or needing direction or guidance on yeah. something um so I really didn't know mm if anything was going to come up. I felt exactly the same, but I also felt if something does come up and maybe if I like cry <gasps> or something happens, I feel okay about that. It's just the three of us. James was milling around. The lights were dim. We were very comfortable. And she took us through a really nice relaxation in the beginning and a couple of breathing exercises and just really, yeah, set the intention, set the tone for the ceremony. And I, she was a very good... Um, practitioner she was she's excellent. a very good space holder she was excellent yeah absolutely because excellent. we've had a few and they're not all great <laughs> but you could tell she knows her shit we really have had a few yeah by the way and there have been a few that we haven't released on here because they've been really not great yeah yeah um but this was the opposite this was the opposite so we did that all of that first and so you don't actually drink the cacao for a good like half an hour yeah. into the session. Mm -hmm. it's desperate to try it. Me too. Desperate. Yeah. And it too. was quite, it was a cold day yeah. and this lovely flask just sat there and the cups looked so inviting and everything just looked so delicious and mm. warm. And and then she poured the cacao and it looked like a gorgeous, creamy cup of hot chocolate. And she'd, inf she'd made it with some chili and some cinnamon and almond milk, hadn't she? Um, it was cashew milk. So it was cashew milk. It was blended with fresh turmeric, fresh ginger, cinnamon, chili, and cashew milk. Yeah, and it was. I mean, the how smell, delicious the does smell that sound? Was so rich, wasn't it? And it tasted 
Like, I'm not talking about Cadbury's hot chocolate, no. but it tasted like proper hot chocolate. It was, I would like say, fresh chocolate. It was spicy and warming. It was, I really liked it. And I could taste all the notes of everything that she'd put in there. And then I did have a little bit of anxiety when she was like, okay, smell it, smell it. And we smelt it. And then she's like, now you can take a sip. I took a sip. And then she said, now you can just, we're just going to sit here in silence for a few minutes together and, and, and drink the cacao. And obviously I was like, oh my God, it's a whole cup of liquid. (laughs) (laughs) That's really intimidating for me because you know how I am with liquids and drinking generally. But you drink coffee, no problem. No, but I was like, do I, I can't like say anything because we're in the space, but do I have to drink the whole thing? And what if I don't? And if I only drink half, I won't get the heart opening benefits. So I better make sure I drink it all in. And, and, And she sort of, she drank it quite intentionally. As in I could hear her drinking it like quite regularly. And I was like, okay, should I be drinking it like at the same speed as her? I had you, a... you slipped well into comparison. I did have a bit of like the actual swallowing the cacao anxiety. <laughs> but it <laughs> was did. very nice. No, no, I'm not saying it wasn't nice, but it's just like that, evol- you know, I just, anyway, I did finish it. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> well done for finishing the very delicious cup of cocoa that was but in front of you. But I was a bit intimidated by the large cup of co- cacao. You're a funny thing. I know. You're a funny I thing. I had absolutely no issue okay. with drinking the cacao. Okay. I thought it was delicious. And then she she basically told us that whatever, in in the breathing techniques that she was doing and, and bringing us sort of in present and bringing us together and setting the space, she wanted us to, whatever word came up for us, mm. and that was going to be our intention. Mm, we sort of put our hand on our hearts. It was gorgeous. We? And then she wanted that same intention to go into the cacao. So you would sort of like speak it into the cup. Oh, yeah, in your mind. Yeah. Like whatever word came up. And then you drink it. So then you're drinking mm. the intention. Mm. It mm. was amazing. Mm. What was your word? My word was the same as my phrase that I told her afterwards. Oh, so it was a phrase? Yeah. So that came up quite early for you? Yes. And that was what I kind of held on to when she was like, think about what's happening. That was what I thought about. Did yours not come up immediately? Did you have to? I had a word, I had a few words, and then it kind of, I went on a bit of a journey with it. Okay. It was lovely. Do you want to share words or not? My words were um, integrity, Mm -hmm. boundaries, Mm -hmm. and acceptance. Nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That is nice. And it, at that point, I didn't really know what it was going to mean or where it was going to take me, but mm-hmm. they were just the three words I wanted to hold intention around. Mm-hmm. And yours? Like freedom. That was my word. Not in the George Michael sense, just in the true sense. Freedom. S- yeah. So we we drank, we put our hands on our hearts, and then she said, if you'd like to share the phrase or share what's come up for you, you may. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? I did not know what you were going to say. Really? Didn't have a clue. Did you think I might say nothing? No, you always say something. You always bring something to the space. What did you imagine? It's not for you. You would never turn around and go, I've got nothing to say. You would never do. You're too much of a people pleaser to do that. You I am. Ne- that's true. You would never what do that. What did you imagine that I was going to say? I didn't know. Oh, okay. And to be honest, I wasn't overly focused on you. <laughs> so I thought, were you worried? Like, oh my God, is she going to just hate this? There was a point where she mentioned that we had to journal after. Well, oh, she was yeah. inviting us to journal after. She, and she gave us a notepad, a really nice notebook and Gorgeous pen. note. It's here. Oh, it's here actually. on the desk. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's got her logo on yeah. it. And I just thought Lauren's going to hate that. 
She's yeah. going to hate it. Yeah. Because she hates journaling. I do hate journaling. But I thought the fact that she's used the word invited, not like, and by the way, afterwards we're going to journal. I thought, it's okay, I don't have to journal. I feel safe enough to say, Helen, I, I don't journal. So it's okay. So yeah, we well then we sort of spoke from our hearts. Is that right? Afterwards, I'm having a little trouble recollecting exactly how yes. how yes. it went. Yeah, yes. So that that was what came up for me. Well, it was freedom from constraint. Freedom from said. constraint was what was sort of floating around in the space. And then we sort of just chatted. Didn't yeah. we? we had a lovely chat. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of talking. No. It was an, an hour and a half ceremony and there was probably 10 minutes of talking. Mm-hmm. That's about right, isn't it? Mm. A lot of it was meditative. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had a chat about where we were at and what was coming up for us. We delved into it a little bit and then she took us into a visualization, a really lovely visualization, and we both fell asleep. Did you also fall asleep? Well, I went into a different state of consciousness for sure. Whether that was sleep or whether it was some trippy state, I, ca- I can't tell you what the difference was. So it does. the cacao is supposed to take you into a sort of elevated state. And sh- yeah, I definitely went somewhere. But was it sleep? That's what I'm wondering. Because I don't think mine was sleep. I think it was a different level of consciousness. I <clears throat> had a very unusual experience where I just picked up a load of stuff from Helen. And that does happen to me if I'm in a space where someone's v- near me, you know, like a massage or when someone's very near my head, I pick up a lot of stuff from them. And the only time that didn't happen was with the angel therapy woman, which is why I found it such a transformative practice. Because I, I said to her afterwards, I, d- I can't feel anything from you. I didn't feel anything. And she was like, yeah, because I don't allow that which is why I found it so amazing of many of the practices we've done but I I just picked up all this stuff about Helen that came in very clearly to me and then I sort of fell asleep I think I fell asleep not sure yeah again I think it was a different state of consciousness maybe it was like a meditation yeah vibe that's what I'm saying it wasn't sleep so she was yeah it's, it's it's a little hard to explain and I'm I'm a little worried that it doesn't come across on a podcast as it as it as we experienced it but that's the best way I can describe it she talked she did a visualization we sat with our eyes and shut and a lot did come up it it did a lot came up and mine was all about um putting down worrying about what other people think of you now on the surface I don't really worry about what other people think of me but sometimes I can uh, sort of change my energy to suit other people and actually this was a place this was because the word integrity came up like just always stand in your integrity and have a boundary around that that you just get to be you wherever you are however you are with whoever you're with mm. and trust that you are solid enough that you can do that now mm. it was lovely it was so heartwarming. Mm. And I know that's the whole point of it. But that's exactly what it was. It mm. was just a lovely message to walk away with. Mm. I think mine was more, don't be sort of constricted or constrained by other people's feelings and behaviours and moods and how they are. Don't let that restrict how you w- want to show up. I th- 
it's in very life. similar. It was quite similar. It's very similar. But I, that was what came to me. Like if because she said, "What if you're if you could speak to your heart, what would your heart say to you?" Oh, that and that was and that was what it said. It was like freedom, freedom from constraint. Don't don't feel, think, be a certain way because you're reacting to other people's to other people's stuff. You know, and mine it's, was trust. It's My heart was saying trust, trust your integrity. Have a boundary around your integrity. Protect it mm. because it's solid. So it was lovely. It yeah, was so lovely. It was nice. And then we sort of woke up. But the thing is, can I just say yeah. on that that we had a very similar message? Yes. Different because we yeah. we struggle in different areas. Yeah. I'm talking in the depths of yeah. our soul. But we're obviously in the same space because we're working together. That yeah. we're in this this funny place of visibility of if we're going to have more visibility or if we're not. And that comes up and that brings up certain, I don't want to say insecurities because that's the wrong word. It brings up certain questions around it of how we would both feel about it and how yeah. people respond to you. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that. And I think we're both probably juggling that a little bit at the moment. Yeah. For Unconsciously. M- maybe. For me, it was definitely more about what happens with the people around me, the people I love, people I know. For, that was what came up yes, for me more than people is. I don't know. No, no, it was about people yeah. I know. And it's, it was all unconscious, is what I'm saying. Mm. It was, it, it's quite hard to describe it, isn't it? The mm. whole thing. It was lovely. And Helen was brilliant. Should we summarise? Yeah. In the summary. Yeah. I loved it. I really loved it. I came away with a lovely grounding a very grounding message to bring back to myself and it was beautiful and it was like I've been brought back to my soul it was so lovely and I think well the world is so this is so trite but so chaotic and so busy and we get caught up in day-to-day stuff and the kids stuff and dropping people here and doing this and running to that meeting and there's always a million things in the space that we don't get the opportunity to sit down with a cup of it didn't really matter if it was cocoa or not that's what I was going to say is that I felt the actual cacao itself for me delicious lovely but it wasn't could have been a cup of green tea it could have been anything it It could have been any drink how Helen held the space I found yes for me I agree and bringing Allow, allowing myself to have that space and allowing me to touch base with my heart and my soul was wonderful because I don't get enough opportunity or I don't allow enough opportunity for it. Well, it's very rare in life like of a day that you get to sit for an hour and a half meditating in silence and thinking about your inner thoughts. It just doesn't really happen, right? <laughs> you know, in a safe space and then given the opportunity to talk about them with other people. No, that doesn't happen. So for me, yes, the experience was a positive, nice experience. The cacao itself, I can't say I felt that in and of itself was was transformative but for you me. Don't, but you don't know. But I don't know how it would have been had we done the ceremony without the cacao. Exactly. And, um, I, and it is a heart opening drink. Yeah. And it opened both of our hearts. Yeah, and definitely I did have a very odd experience during the visualisation and picked up stuff from Helen and that stuff turned out to be accurate and that was weird. It's not that weird. It was a bit weird. Is it weird? You still weirded out by it? A little bit. I didn't even flutter my eyelids. She didn't even flinch. I was like... I just and I and also I never she know. She picked up about she picked up about her an- ancestral history. I just never know if it's ancestral appropriate history. to share. But I sort of it was so I was getting such a clear, strong 
message like I was being spoken to and I was like I just have to tell her because it feels now it feels weird if I don't I just said I just feel like you've got ancestors in Scotland and she says yeah my grandma who I never met I was like well she's here and she's the reason why you do this work and it was so clear to me and I felt very weird saying it and feeling it but she was so she was receptive like, to it thank you <laughs> it was actually nice to hear it doesn't happen to me often, but when it happens, it's very strong. Like it's she, very clear. She was ve- she's very spiritual, a yeah. very spiritual so being. She was okay she's with that. She's very in touch with herself. It was very safe to share that, <clears throat> but which it, is why it came to you. It came strong, but I think it came because I was in the space where I was open to feeling and hearing things. Yes, you your know, heart had been opened. Mm. Oh, look at the face. Mm. Crack it open with a chisel. <laughs> Crack the dark, dark, closed heart. There's open nothing with a dark about your heart. Nothing. Oh, it's sweet. I don't want to change anything about you. Oh my god! Unlike you, okay. wanting to I change. I want to change everything about Nicole. Everything from top to bottom. Don't I? Yeah. Okay. Anything didn't work. Don't mind if you want to change my ass. I mean, that could be a bit smaller. Um, anything that didn't work. No, I really loved it. I really loved it. I highly recommend it. I also really enjoyed it. Yeah. Great. Nothing didn't work for me. So the big question, Mm -hmm. is it coming in the club? Yes. Yeah. Cacao is definitely, definitely coming in the club. It's on our hot drinks menu. Oh my God. Yes. But do you think it's okay for people to just come in the club and just say, could I just have one of the cacaos without being in ceremony, just drinking it? Is that okay We're going to have a cacao corner. Oh, is that what it would be called? The cacao corner. And it's like, you know when you go into a spa and you have the quiet rooms? Yes. It will be quiet. You're not allowed to sit in there. No phones allowed. Just a small space. There'll be like three stools. Yeah. And you sit there and it's very dark and very dim and very quiet. And you just sit there with your cup of cocoa. You can sit there for 10 minutes. You can sit there for 20 minutes. And you meditate with a cup of cocoa. Cacao, that is what's going to happen. Yeah, because it's a very different vibe to a kombucha. Yes, you can't, you can't, and a matcha. You can't have those in the same same space. No, or a mushroom tea. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, that's great. Good idea. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. So, yeah, it's coming in the club. So, that is our show on cacao. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to ask you guys if you've ever tried cacao and what you think of it. If you want to be in touch, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. All the links are in our show notes. If you just scroll down now, you'll find us everywhere. Please come join us everywhere. That would be great. And we will be back on Friday. See you then. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.